Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is Dave P. Watercooler, episode number 184. Today's topic is WordPress plugins abandon... Oh, adoption or abandon... Uh, adoption or abandonment. <laughs> it's oh easy for you to say. <laughs> I know, I've only been doing this 184 episodes. So let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Chris, tell us all about yourself. My name is Chris Lemma. I blog over at chrislemma.com. And that's about all I do these days. <laughs> <laughs> Have you retired in Florida? No, yeah. really. I'm retired. No, he there. always wears that hat. Come on. <laughs> How about you, George? Uh, my name is George Stefanis. I work at Automatic, and I have been known to leave quite a few plugins on the rocks for the seas to take. Oh man. That was really romantically described. What about you, Cosper? Hey, I'm Jason Cosper. I'm the developer advocate over at WP Engine. Great to be here. Hey, Jason Cosper. Hey, Trip, how about you? <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is John Jacoby, previously of Automatic, previously of 10Up, currently independent business owner at Flux, uh, plugin maintainer, visionary for BuddyPress and BBPress, and about 40 other WordPress plugins, and uh, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Hard to pay the rent. Snappy. <laughs> what about you, Russ? Uh, my name is Russell Aaron. I have two plugins up on the repo as of two weeks ago. Very excited. Woo-hoo! And I, I already feel like I should abandon them. <laughs> just to be cool. <laughs> yeah, just to join the club. The abandonment club. What about you, Say? So many jokes. Okay. Oh, hey, I'm Say Reed, and I make WordPress, love WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, at Say Reed Media on all the things, and I like plugins. Yes, I do. I like plugins. How about you? How about you? How about you, Steve? How about you, Steve? <laughs> I am Steve Zengen. I am the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Sweet. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at jasontucker.us, and I blog over at wpmedia.pro. And I only have one plugin in the repo. That's it. And it was abandoned because I, I got annoyed because I was doing things wrong and I need to do them <laughs> more better. So I'm hoping we can learn a little bit more about this and maybe Is it still figure there? out how... Yeah, it's still there. So how long ago did you abandon it? Right, oh, at, like right after... Or, <laughs> he, he abandoned it right after Orange County Plugin Palooza Part 1. Yeah, yeah exactly. Link it up, link it up. So, I mean, well, let's think about this. I mean... On, on the whole, developers are the people that make plugins, obviously, and we're also very <laughs> easily that distracted. that a designer can't do it? On the whole. <laughs> okay. But, and we're easily distracted. We get caught by a lot of new shinies, which means all the things that we had previously been working on, at some point, is going to have to take a back seat. Otherwise, also, we're going to keep doing one thing for the rest of our lives, which is incredibly boring. Concept is way more fun than um, keep upkeep. Let's yes. be real. So, yep. <laughs> so there you it, go. There's it, the problem. All right, cool. At the point week. in every plugin's life cycle, there's a point where it's mostly built out and it's looking like it's going to take a lot more effort to put in than you really want to. Um, maybe you want to spend more time with your family. Maybe you want to actually go out and go surfing for a week or two. Um, who Maybe knows? you're tired of whiny people who get free things for free but demand all sorts of other stuff. Hey, yeah, hey, maybe you're hey. Tired of but um, I think are we are we but. saying that Chris can write a plugin right now? Is that what we're saying here? <laughs> I think he's already writing a plugin as we speak. He looks pretty plugged <laughs> into me. 
Chris, what's so, I mean, you? The question comes, what do you do with your plugin when you get bored of it? I really thought you were going with Klondike Bar there, but that's okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, sorry. Say, you know what I would do for a Klondike Bar. Would you, <laughs> wow. would you keep a plugin for your Klondike Bar? No. That's the real question. There you go. So, um, I, 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 so I had a plugin in the repo, right? Um, and uh, it did it did pearls, which is um, personalized URLs. And then I got a nice little letter uh, from a patent troll who was looking to suggest that my technology was infringing on his technology from like 1998. And that's when you have a lot of fun to just say. Um, I'm just turning this all off, right? So the, the notion of developers getting bored is definitely one angle. Also, uh, unsustainable businesses where there's not enough money to support uh, the product is another. Patent trolls is a third. I think there's a lot of different reasons why people end up saying the investment is not worth the return. Um, and I think you got to go into that kind of knowing that a plugin that you pull down for free maybe uh, won't last forever and the good news is that WordPress as a whole has started recognizing this dynamic and started doing the whole adoption thing so um, I would like to say though it's not plugins. just it's not just uh, free plugins that can be abandoned for the record or you know moved or changed or whatever but anyway yep. proceed has someone adopted a plugin? I'm trying to adopt one right now. <laughs> they won't approve you. As the <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, have to, I have to go through a whole credit check and the history. Like, it's a lot right now. You know, when I was writing the description for this for this uh, topic and stuff, is I kept going back to like either like the um, the uh, the like the dog the dog. Uh, Oh, like when you're gonna go adopt a dog, or if you're gonna go adopt a baby, or you're gonna adopt it, like adopt something. <laughs> How much is that, that plug in the window? Oh, you want to abandon your dog, or you're abandoning baby? You're gonna go do that. Like, there's all these like different ways of. of mm. I don't know. I just kept using all these words: abandonment, and and you know, ditching them, and and, and neglect, know. and. Hey, so Casper, so, while Jason continues to figure out. The other dynamics related to how adopting a dog and adopting a child. Anyway. <laughs> They're um, totally different. That's the thing. Cosper, did you you adopted a plugin? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I adopted the Four Strong Passwords plugin. Um, it's something that at WP Engine we enable on all of our customer sites, um, and um, the developer basically was focusing on other things, uh, was looking to kind of get rid of it since we use it on WP Engine, use it across all of our customers. Um, he was like, hey, um, I'd like to give you the opportunity to, to take that over. Um, so uh, I went ahead and picked that up and, and been continuing development on it now for, for almost a year. Was uh, it a free adoption? Was it an open adoption? Can you talk about... <laughs> or did they sell the trial to you? Uh, it, was, it was a free adoption. It... Um, it's it's a pretty simple plugin. Um, it's there's not a lot to it. Um, so it was it was mainly just making sure that it still um, 
you know, got the requisite version bumps, like, uh, you know, like uh, when things change, uh, I just make a few modifications, like, but uh, for the most part, I just keep checking it to make sure that it's still compatible um, and haven't really had to scramble for any major bugs yet, so that was fortunate. I think that's typical. I think that's typical of, like, every plugin adoption that happens. Someone invents a plugin, they're like, oh, this is really awesome, I can solve this problem, and then... They no longer care about solving that problem, but other people do. So best case scenario, other someone someone else will pick that up. Arguably, BuddyPress, BBPress, GlotPress are the exact same thing. People fell out of love with something. Andy Peatling fell out of love with BuddyPress, and me and Boone and Paul picked that up. BBPress, the same thing. GlotPress, currently the same thing. Best case scenario, someone invents some piece of technology, and other people are able to carry that legacy on. Uh, yeah. when somebody else uh, falls out of love with it, I think. Could it be this that is the like a scattered, demolished relationships all over <laughs> the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the important so thing when you talk about you always need to be absolutely sure that when you're giving your child, your plug-in, to, to a new loving home, you need to vet the new adoptive parents very closely. Because right. we've seen what can go wrong when someone uh, just says, here's the keys, have fun with it. Uh, we've right. seen plugins in the .org plugin repository get bought by new companies who then inject malware and bad mm -hmm. stuff into it. Social media widget, widget, across widget, the web. Widget, widget. I mean, this happened just back in February. So, right. I mean, I used to uh, run a plugin that had probably about 10,000 downloads, maybe a couple hundred in installs, and it was really cool, and I kept getting approached by folks saying, hey, can I, uh, you're not doing that much, can I take over the plugin, or can I buy the plugin from you? And my response to them was always the exact same thing. You sound like you're passionate about it, that's great. Work up a couple change sets, work up a couple things you'd like to change. If they look good, I'll merge them in, uh, and then we'll see about transferring it over to you. And that's open source, so it's perfectly fine to do. So, I, so, you, so you're per, saying that that you want people to submit a pull request and then to see how dedicated they are? Is that what you're yeah. saying? I don't want to just give it to I think someone that's to helpful. Then lose interest in it down the road or is worse, going to start uh, taking advantage of the folks that have been kind enough to install and use the plugin to date. Right. I think that's actually a real both fear and possibility in this type of thing because people see a plugin that has a high adoption rate and they're like, ooh, like with Social Media Widget, it was a marketing company that purchased Social Media Widget, and they're like, yay, we have no idea how to do any development, but we think this, this can help us reach all these people, and then we can put all these notices in the thing and, you know, promote all of our other stuff. And, um, you know, then they shopped out the development, and the person who did the actual development put in some, I don't even remember what it was, that was a few years ago, but um, some pretty nasty malware. And then it went back in the repo because it was already, you know, cleared and everything. So it's it's really that's a real it's a real thing. I think the plugins that we would, you know, of the fifty thousand or so that are up there, that the majority of them that are currently in active development have some kind of mirror on GitHub or something already where the mm -hmm. development is happening. Well, pull requests are easy. I think it is more likely that plugins that ha do not have a mirror on GitHub or some other place that's public are the ones that may be perceived as abandoned because there is no public easy place to see activity without doing some digging and then 
uh, if a plugin falls out of development, currently it's a little weird on WordPress.org to assess with, with any level of accuracy, is a plugin not being maintained because it doesn't need it, like because it currently already works just fine, or is it because uh, it no one is maintaining it anymore? So, like I coming up with like sure. what what those rules look like, like what coming up with visually, how do we convey to users that this plugin is still good, but it's abandoned or it's open for reclaiming or whatever? I think it's just that we don't do a good job of revealing that. And further I mean, beyond that. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I remember there was a, with uh, actually with Crowd Favorite, they had a MailChimp plugin that um, I was, I was uh, using actually as an example, and I realized, you know, we had a new version of WordPress that came out, and then it was like this, you know, this version of this plugin is not current with your, your existing thing, and I, I asked about it, and um, the answer I was given was that it was, unless you resubmit every time there is a new version of WordPress, it's going to just say that it's, out of it's you know it hasn't been tested or it's whatever mm -hmm. it happens yeah. to be so that's not necessarily the best indicator so really right. other than this plugin hasn't been updated in two years which you see all the time on the repo what how would you actually right. know or the number we, of active installs you know we used to use Mark Jake Mark Jake with had a plugin that was yeah. essentially like a like a like a drop in for the login image. Like the plugin would just be active. It would look for an image in the WP content folder, and then it would use that image if it was there. It was like the simplest plugin anyone could write, and that code is never going to change. And so why it, it actually becomes a little bit of a nuisance to just need to go in and bump a version number every three months for all of your plugins yeah. when there are no actual code changes necessary. Yeah. Just to, yeah, just to check out something in the repo to SVM back up just to make yeah. it say 4.5. Yeah, that, right. that, that, that's a little it, crazy. It, and it so, but that's a, bad a hassle, it, but, like, isn't that the only way that we have any way of knowing users in the repo at all? Sure, uh, yeah, kind of. to be fair, it, but it, it, it's one of those things where, you, as uh, I learned from John Hawkins, that you should be testing your plugins with all the release candidates for the new versions of WordPress. You should be testing your plugins constantly, but mm -hmm. it's one of those things where if it's just to bump up a number, it probably can wait a little bit until your clients are happy, then, you know, maybe one night you push up your code. Well, and it became a badge of honor for a while. Like, how, how many versions back does this plugin work with? <laughs> it's like, oh, I haven't needed to update it in a while because it works so far back that it can just stay crusty looking. But it's, <laughs> that, that's not cool anymore either, right? Like, you kind of need to, like, the... Uh, the thing that I, we used to say with BuddyPress is activity breeds activity. If your plugin looks like it's active, then people will hopefully continue to contribute to it. And only they're like the uncanny valley of like this plugin is dead and we need to resuscitate it is also like a thing that can happen with plugins. Uh, but it, 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 we don't, again, I think I've, part of this problem is that we don't solve it very well for users on WordPress.org, but it's also a little bit inside baseball. Like there are only so many of us in the WordPress community. Like we're kind of talking to each other about this, and hopefully, like thinking that other plug other plugin authors will listen and understand and empathize, and maybe we try and solve this problem together. But that uh, the majority of people just download a plugin and use it, and not really care the way that we care. So the the audience of people that are even thinking about what it would look like to maintain an existing plugin or fork that plugin and rename it and breathe new life into it or whatever 
uh, I think is still relatively small within our ecosystem. Sure. And like it's the like I've definitely done it with plugins that I know that I like like HyperDB is like a, is like is a good example where HyperDB is run on com on org we have flavors of it that go all the way back to versions of glot press and bb press but i needed to have a version of it that worked with utf8 mp4 uh, that worked with like little nuances of something that i was setting up for flocks so i forked hyperdb knowing that my pull request would not be anything remotely close to acceptable until i could figure out what it was that i was going to do with them so the same way that there are separate distributions of Linux and everything else, I think it's totally fine to have there be separate forks of plugins that solve different purposes, that sample ideas and inspiration from each other. And tangentially, I'm actually a little bit surprised that we don't do that with WordPress core at this point, that there isn't a flavor of WordPress from Pagely and WP Engine and WordPress.com and all these places that are just their versions of something with their little things added to it that everyone can get inspiration from. So there's this whole other part of adopting and abandoning plugins that is when do you decide that what it is that you want to do is outside of the realm of a pull request or is outside of uh, something that you would want to contribute back upstream to. It's, it's actually a, a, a strangely complex problem for WordPress plugins, I think. That, the I, answer don't, that I don't have an idea on how to solve, really. The answer to that core question, though, is if you know Pagely or WP Engine forked WordPress, they'd have to maintain it and do the work on it and be responsible for that fork. And I think part of that is offloading it onto the community, and that's part of why these companies have been so successful, because they don't have to do... I mean, they contribute. I'm not saying they don't contribute, but they... They don't have to be responsible for that. So if they did right. fork it, then we'd be having this discussion about their abandoned WordPress, you know, which is kind of like the theme frameworks kind of conversation, well, think, you know. Well, honestly, I think it's more a testament to how extensible Core actually is that you sure. don't need to hack Core to get your custom stuff done. It can all be done via I don't know a hosting company specific drop-in in MU plugins or something along those lines. Yeah. And I'm yeah, sorry core, for saying core functionality plugins. Someone's going to hear me say drop-in and think I mean the other kind of drop-in and then just go <laughs> cry in a corner for the rest of the talk. Um, but no, I mean, I think if something else happens needs to uh, be, like uh, John was mentioning, um, renaming. Um, one big change has happened in the last week where mm -hmm. the Google Analytics plugin changed hands from Yoast over to uh, what's it called Analytics Monster now? Awesome or? Motives. Sure, that. Uh, and the name <laughs> changed in a point. Monster place. Insights is the new name of it. Yes, so a lot of folks didn't even know what was happening. They do a point release where they thought it would change nothing, and suddenly it's completely different. They thought right. they were hacked, and they've been very responsive as uh, updating folks as to what happened after the fact, but it can be a bit confusing for users. Mm -hmm. well, I was literally installing, I went, because I, you know, I help clients install things, so I was literally going to install Google Analytics for Yoast, and you know, a fresh install I'd made for them, and I saw in the WP Tavern news, Google Analytics acquired by Saeed, uh, whose last name I can't say, um, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that. And uh, I, w I just thought that was so funny. I, I tried to share my amusement with my client, but obviously well, that was not a joke he would get. But, like, it was great. I was like, oh, well, now I know when I go look for Google Analytics in here, you know, I should look instead for this other one. I guess it'll be fine. Sure. It was pretty, it was pretty surprising even for me, and I know those people who 
you know, were involved in that transaction, and I can definitely see how that would be troubling for a lot of people. Did the slug change for that? Um, so, like, its name was actually, the folder name was actually changed, correct? No. Uh, I think no? the slug... I think the slug didn't change, but the name changed, but I, I don't know for sure. I do know that out of the millions of people using it, the number of complaints were still relatively small, and the and the response to tweaking and fixing things was pretty fast. So I mean, so um, the pe the number of people who are going to upgrade their plugin, um, you know, manually or even pay attention to that in the user field is very low. So it's just going to be people who are semi paying attention yeah. that would even really notice that, and then those people are more likely to be vocal about something like that. But I think. I think I think the plugin slug actually needs to stay the same, and I think yeah. the file yeah, name yeah. needs to stay the same. Well, it does. I'm That's actually how you can intentionally yeah. break it if you right. want to between versions. I'm looking at the email that I just got after submitting my plugin a couple days ago, and it says this is permanent. This doesn't change. And yeah. when you look no. at when you look at uh, the Yoast SEO plugin, it used to be called WordPress SEO by Yoast, and now they changed their name, but their actual slug stayed the same. Yeah. yeah. So, so the the thing that comes to, when you're talking about a you know a plugin that's been abandoned for companies, when a company is uh, relying on a plugin as a core part of what they're offering or part of their solution, even just part of their site, but their site is really important, um, when they see that this plugin has been updated in two years, right? part of the challenge that they have is, look, I'm a company using the software. I, I'm, I don't necessarily have developers. How do I get someone else to want to support this and keep it going, right? Yeah. And it's that's one of the challenges that, that we've heard and I've heard a lot in the last several years is how do I know the developer won't leave? And then if they leave, how do I find someone who wants to keep it going, right? And that's that's where you sometimes have to get into, well, is it worth how much is it worth to you as a business? And does it mean you need to hire a developer to, to keep it going? Or what does it look like you have to do because now you have a stake in this, right? You're right. using it, and it's critical to you. George I mean, might have retweeted something last week. I, I I feel like we follow somehow like the majority of the same the same people that blog and write about the exact same stuff. But someone had blogged about last week or the week before that like part of part of developing with open source software, like part of your job is contributing stuff upstream in like every direction. Like contributing to WordPress core, contributing upstream to the plugins that you're using to build sites for other people. And if you don't consider contributing upstream to open source part of your job, then you're probably doing it wrong or at least are, or maybe, maybe you're doing it really, really right. But it seems like <laughs> if, you, if you're able to see a flaw or an enhancement in a piece of code and do the work to find their GitHub repo, submit a patch, start a dialogue, get something going. Like, that is part of your job. And, and it's not even... That was not me. It's, no. <laughs> it's, it's not even that you necessarily have to submit a patch, right? Last night I was on the GitHub account for Crosspress for one of their add-ons for subscriptions and WooCommerce sites. And I didn't even... <laughs> I didn't have the patch. I just had the issue. Right? Like I just said, I'm doing I'm testing something for you guys and I'm seeing that there's an issue. Have you seen this issue? And then they were able to respond and say, Ah, we see what the problem is, and 
it's actually just how you configured your, your site versus the way we expected you to do it, and now we know something else, and now we're going to close out the issue. There's, I think there's a lot of times where people think, oh, the only way I can contribute is I have to go write a pull request. There's a lot of different ways that you can get engaged, well, sure. yeah. um, which is awesome. But I think the core of the issue is still, let's say that plugin, let's say the thing I was testing last night, I go put into a company's website. Right? That company doesn't have a developer necessarily, but I put it in, and now let's say it gets abandoned. Right, At some level, both I have to be articulate to my client about the fact that we're using this component and there's a dependency there, and I have to be clear about, okay, what happens if this plugin stops being maintained out of the goodness of ProsPress's heart, right? Which, again, I really love ProsPress. I don't think they're going to do anything like that. But most of the time, when we're developing sites, we don't talk about any of these things with a customer, right? You just like put it together, take your money, and move on. And, Fair point. And I mean, customer, that's that's doing it wrong for sure. Yeah, because if the you customer know. think this will be perfect forever for the rest of my life. In fact, they think I never have to pay for web development ever again, forever in my whole life. And you're like, we should probably talk about that. But but plugins create a dependency, and there's a business dynamic with that that needs to be articulated with a customer. And then ultimately, if, if it's a big site, um, you need some contingency plans. I feel a blog post from Chris Lemma coming about this topic. <laughs> no, he has to go to the movie. You never know. And there's a hot tub and some cigars. So that, that's think. really interesting, right. though, Chris, that, that you're, you're saying that, you know, we say WordPress can do this and it does this great thing, but, hey, there's this possibility that at some point it's going to fail. Nobody mentions that, like... I, I mention that to my clients all the time because my whole goal is right. to educate them on what WordPress is. And I actually think that is a big gap in our community. We've got developers who are building stuff using plugins, basically taking credit for all of these people's work, even within the WordPress core. They're like, yeah, I can make it. They don't explain the way that WordPress works. They don't explain the way that the plugins work, that it's all community-based. And there is no standardized... Um, information about that within WordPress core, like a standard, hey, this plugin is volunteerly run, here, donate here, or hey, do you have an issue, comment here. None of that is standardized. I mean, you would, I know that a lot of developers are like, oh, you can just go to WordPress.org and fill it out and put it in a forum or do whatever, and that to users is like, Psh, not going to happen. So there's no standard way for users who are using WordPress or people who are even being made sites by developers to connect to what the actual core of WordPress is, not just the core, but the right. WP core. Beginner just wrote a wonderful thing about um, a notification center inside of WordPress. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was a brilliant article, but it was one of those things that just says, here's where you let people know, here's your updates, and it doesn't have to be, you have to go update your plugin to notify your users that you are no longer supporting the plugin. That's kind of redundant. So there should be a center that just says, we're done, we quit. You know, I, I think it was kind of smart. Well, I, I totally agree on that notifications thing, but I also think there should be some sort of, or, you know, some sort of structure where users can support these plugin developers, where there can be a more built-in thing besides, you know, weird all totally non-standardized things that say, hey, please buy me a cup of coffee that everyone just closes. You know, if there was some something there that said, do you like this plugin, support it for a dollar a year, and it was connected to, you know, some sort of standardized account or something like that, that's something people could get behind. 
Well, if everybody, to, if everybody wants to put that link on their plugins that's watching this and then send it, um, I, I promise to split it with uh, JTrip, and the two of us will take the dollar for it. It, it can be, be partial portions of a dollar, right? Uh, that's fine. Uh, for pennies just, on the dollar. Yeah, I, I saw, what was it, Superman 3? So I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> but in terms an of value space. and the value that... The value that these plugins and WordPress is contributing to these businesses, to these bloggers, I mean, it's exponential. And the the input that's coming from users, like you were saying, John, like it's such a small group of people that are doing the plugins and the plugin management and having these conversations. And that is partially because developers and lay people have a really hard time communicating. But it's also because there is no access that allows lay people to get to that point, that allows them to help. You know, there's no there's no input there. And I think that that could be a discussion that maybe should be started. Well, like right as now, we, we just as we, get, as we get ready to wrap up, just one um, one PSA, one public service announcement. If you're a developer who got bored with a plugin, um, instead of just walking away from it, there is a way for you to articulate that you want uh, to have it considered for adoption. Um, find that process, engage in that process. Um, because there are other developers who are looking to step into something, and it's a lot easier for them to pick up someone's code than it is to start from scratch sometimes, depending on who they are. Um, and just instead of just walking away, uh, take a look at the ability to, you know, to tag your plugin with with uh, the notion that it's ready to be adopted, so that we can keep moving things along. It's like the safe baby abandonment policy. Like you can take your <laughs> baby to any fire station, and no questions asked. You can just do that, and then you can adopt. Someone. And don't say, say that, not me. So. Okay, good. And also, be careful who you're giving it to, because yeah. they yeah. may take advantage of your users. Don't take it yeah. to the post office, for example. That's different. No, it also take a really long time. Or you'll yeah. run into a plug-in hoarder like me, and I'll just adopt every single one of them because they're so cute. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's about oh, it. Oh dear. Folks. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on the show and hanging out with us and talking about adoption and abandonment of plugins. Go over to our website at wwwwatercooler.com. Click on the links there to subscribe. If you didn't take any notes or anything like that, we do show notes, so make sure you go check out the show notes both on YouTube as well as iTunes and on our website. Thank you very much. You guys have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.